Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, ladies and gents. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by italki. Sponsored by italki, that means that basically I give them a little bit of promotion at the beginning of the episode and they like give me a little bit of money in return. That's how it works. This is how I pay for the podcast. Well, one of the ways that I make this podcast happen, if it wasn't for my sponsors, this podcast might not even be happening. I might just be doing something else. I'll, I would be in a classroom teaching instead of sitting here talking to you on my podcast. So, you know, that's, that's good, isn't it? Yes. And also, I, I have italki as a sponsor because I actually think their service is very good. I've used them for French lessons in the past. You could use them for English lessons. Basically, with italki, you can find a, a one-to-one teacher and have English lessons through Skype, just any way you want, because it's on the internet. I mean, it's better if you do it at home, probably, in a comfortable place where there's not lots of noise, and you just go onto italki, find a teacher that suits you, and they've got loads of teachers to choose from. There's lots of information about them, including you know particular skills that they might have, like if they specialize in doing exam preparation, or business English, or just general English, or just conversations, or grammar, or pronunciation. Whatever it is that you want to work on, you're bound to find a teacher that will help you to do it. Uh, There are teachers from the UK, from the USA, from Australia, from Ireland, from pretty much anywhere. Certainly a lot of British English teachers there. You can see star ratings and reviews from other learners that have used them. You can see little videos where the teachers introduce themselves to you so you can get an idea of what they sound like, what they're like as people. You can have trial lessons with with them which are cheaper. So you could just like, oh, this person looks interesting. I'll have a trial lesson, um, which is usually about half an hour and it's, it's normally cheaper than normal lessons. So you can kind of shop around, find the teacher that's right for you. And then when you're ready, buy some lesson time or talking time. And when you do that, italki will then send you a voucher for a free lesson, which you could use later, which is nice. And that's because you're a listener to this podcast. To get the offer, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or just click an italki logo on my website all right so it's good for you because it's a good service that could really help you improve your fluency Uh, and it's good for me too because when you do that um, you're supporting the podcast yes all right then so that's the promo done let's now get started with this new episode and here is the jingle You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Here is a new episode. And in this one, I've got a guest. I'm talking to Jennifer from the English Across the Pond podcast. You're going to hear a mix of both British and American English, and you can learn some slang from both sides of the Atlantic. Also, you can find out about Jen, her podcast, and the other language learning services that she offers to you with her co-host Dan on their podcast, 
and also through their website. Uh, there'll be some more info on that in a moment. But first, let me give you a little bit of news here before we get started properly. A little bit of news then. So if you're a subscriber to my email list, then you will have received an email from me recently, I think last week, with a link to a post that I published on my website. Did you get that email? Did you get that? Did you, if you did, did you click the link? If you got the email and you clicked the link, then you will have seen that post. Um, Normally, emails from me, if you are in my email list, uh, normally emails from me just contain a link to a new episode. But sometimes I send you other stuff, like posts on my website, which you might find interesting. So basically, in that recent post that I emailed to everyone, I said a couple of things. One of them was that February might be a bit quiet for the normal podcast. I mean, these free episodes, because obviously there's the free podcast and then there's the premium podcast, you see. So February might be a quiet month for the free podcast. Uh, This is the second episode I've uploaded in February. And this might be it for February, actually, on the free podcast. And that's because I'm focusing on LEP premium this month in order to make up for the lack of premium episodes in January. So if you're a premium subscriber, you'll see that you've been getting new episodes regularly this month, and that's going to continue throughout the month, but the number of normal free episodes will be a bit lower. In March, I expect things will be back to normal again. Now, this means that all the uh, free subscribers can just catch up on all the episodes I've uploaded since the start of the year, which is quite a lot. Uh, But if you want more, you could just wait a bit for some new ones to come along, or you could consider signing up for the growing library of premium stuff. Um, Now, new premium episodes this month include ones covering vocab and grammar from my recent conversation with Zdenek Lukas. Uh, I picked out over 40 bits of target language for you to learn from that. And so there are about four parts to that episode. And then in the pipeline, I've got premium episodes focusing on language from the Paul Chowdhury episode and the recent episode with James. So tons of language for you to learn. And this is all stuff that you've actually heard on the podcast, but I'm doing all the work of explaining, clarifying and demonstrating that language and also drilling it for pronunciation and all of that. All to help you not just hear it, but properly learn it. And I do all of the work. Uh, so that you don't have to, basically. To subscribe to my premium content, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium. The other thing I wrote about in that recent website post was that I was featured in an episode of the Rock and Roll English podcast. Now, do you remember Martin and Dan from episode 490? They're the guys from Rock and Roll English, which is another British English podcast. Just recently, they had me on one of their episodes, and we talked again about how to handle awkward social situations like we did the first time I was on their podcast. And we covered some pretty funny and fairly disgusting topics, including the ins and outs of giving up your seat on the tube, uh, how long you should hold a door open for someone, and how to deal with poo smells in public toilets. Yes, the poo thing is a subject that quite regularly comes up in their episodes, the Rock and Roll English podcast episodes. Anyway, check out the episode archive on my website for the recent website post about Rock and Roll English, and that's where you can find the relevant links to be able to listen to that. 
So now then, on to this new episode of Luke's English Podcast. This is another collaboration with a fellow podcaster. There are quite a few of us out there in podcast land, and from time to time, we invite each other onto our respective podcasts, as you will have noticed. Uh, this time, I'm talking to Jennifer from English Across the Pond. Some of you will be familiar with English Across the Pond. It's another podcast for learners of English, hosted by Jen in the United States and Dan in the UK. That's Dan. That's another Dan. That's not, it's not the same Dan uh, from the Rock and Roll English podcast. This is another Dan. So they do weekly episodes focusing on different topics. And you can listen to their conversations, which include both British and American English. All right. Are you following this, everyone? Just be clear, I've mentioned like several other people's podcasts already. So there was the Rock and Roll English podcast, which I was featured on last week. And now uh, I'm talking about the English Across the Pond podcast. And uh, in this episode, I'll be talking to Jennifer, who is one of the hosts of English Across the Pond, with her co-host Dan, who is from the United Kingdom. All right. So... Uh, yeah, in this episode, you'll hear me talking to Jen via Skype. She was in California. And we chose to focus on slang words in British and American English. Slang, of course, means the sort of informal um, informal vocabulary, colloquial vocabulary, you know, the sorts of things that uh, the sorts of language that you use in informal situations with your with your friends and stuff like that. So we decided it might be interesting to see how much of each other's slang words we know by playing a kind of UK versus US slang game. How much of Jen's, how much of Jen's American slang do I know? How much of uh, my British slang does she know? What do you think will be the result? Who do you think is going to know more of each other's slang terms? And how much are you going to know as well? So we both prepared a list of five slang words and prepared to test each other. And that's what you're going to hear in this one. First of all, there's there's a bit of chat between the two of us so that you can kind of get to know Jen a little bit. And then we get stuck into the slang game. So as you listen, see if you can play along with us. Do you know all the words in this game? Keep listening to hear the words explained, defined and demonstrated. Now, I have a feeling that long-term listeners to my podcast might know some of the British ones, I mean, the British bits of slang, because I've probably dealt with them in previous episodes of this podcast, or I've probably used them from time to time. But do you know all of them? And how about the American, sl uh, the American English slang words that you're going to hear? All the answers to the slang game are on the page for this episode, if you want to see them. And if you keep listening, you'll hear the answers too, of course. And also, keep listening until the end, to find out about a nice offer that Jen and Dan have for you in terms of the learning English content that they are providing on their website, okay? Anyway, I hope you're ready for some real slang from both sides of the pond in this episode. So without any further ado, let's get started. Hello, Jen. How are you today? I am so good. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thanks. So it's, it's like the middle of the day for you, isn't it? Midday, one o'clock, just had my lunch. Very good. And my little boy's taking his nap, and yeah, we're ready to rock. Okay. Oh, it's nap time for your son. It is nap time. I wish it was nap time for me too, but <laughs> we're adulting, so. We are adulting, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. No nap time for us. Um, no nap time for us. Well, do you take naps? I love to take naps, but the thing is that um, 
The problem is that if I nap too long, then everything goes wrong. If I sleep for more than about half an hour, then I wake up very confused. And I don't know. Groggy. Groggy. And I don't know where I am. I'm like, what what year is it? What's my name? I don't remember anything. I've lost. I'm like an alien from space who's landed on Earth. What's going on? You know, that's how I feel. Yeah. Do you ever have that problem? I wish that I had the problem of being able to sleep for longer than 30 minutes Oh. Like on any given day. Yeah. I have a really hard time napping. I'm a, well, what's the best way to put it? Uh, an overthinker maybe. Yes. So I lay down and then I think, oh my gosh, I could be doing that. I should be doing that. You know, uh-huh. uh, all right, fine. I'll just get up. Right. So you need to, you need to get a bit of that Zen meditation going on in your life. Well, you know, surprisingly enough, I do. And I, I get pretty mindful, but yeah. I do the mindful thing, but yeah. Okay. Well, well, yeah, that sometimes that's that's better than napping because if you if you can just sort of meditate and be mindful then that's kind of good because sometimes have, falling asleep for half an hour is kind of like wasted time because it's just like I don't remember any of that. No idea uh, yeah. why I didn't achieve anything during yeah. that, during that time except having a bit of sleep. Yeah, yeah. So, do you practice mindfulness in my gathering? Um, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you ask some of my friends, they would probably tell tell you that uh, it's quite the opposite. That I'm completely absent minded. Um, I don't know really. I'm interested in in meditation. I've done bits of yoga and stuff like that, but um, uh, I've never really applied myself to it fully. But I think probably because I've read about it and I've done it from time to time, I think it probably does sort of come into my life without me necessarily saying to myself, "I'm going to be mindful now." I think probably it's more just something that's kind of crept in to my to to the approach I have to life, you know. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. So do you just like drop down and do some yoga poses? You're like, wait, wait, wait. How did I get here? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll just. Be, I don't even know how I got here. Yeah. I'll just roll out of bed and like, oh, I'm in the downward facing dog. How did this happen? Just roll with <laughs> yeah, roll exactly. with it. Just a normal part of my everyday life. Um, well, that's how I get out of bed. Is it really? Okay. Roll over to the downward dog, yeah. And then up to... I thought that was normal. And then up to one of the other poses. Yeah. It's just one pose after the other all the way to the to the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that is that not uh, a worldwide thing? Maybe it's just a US thing, huh? Uh, what the... Which bit? The... the... Ro- rolling out into the downward dog and then yogaing, yogaing to the bathroom. I think so. I, I, I suppose so. Yoga, yeah. yoga, to yoga as a verb, like yogaing somewhere... Yeah, it hasn't quite caught on yet over here in in Europe. So, but you're often a little well, bit ahead of the game over there in the states. So maybe that maybe in a couple of years we'll be yogering around the place. You'll you'll catch up, yeah. And I mean, it's a perfect theme for what we're doing today too. Like, yes, you know. language differences in language. I was going to say, so yeah. so you're in the United States, but exactly where are you at the at this point? So as of now, today I'm in San Diego. Mm. It's beautiful it's winter and it's like 65 degrees fahrenheit which you know i'll leave it up to you or the listeners (laughs) to say what that is in celsius um i'm just googling it right now because i'm not familiar enough with fahrenheit to know it's about 18 18 and a half degrees celsius i mean not bad to be wearing like pants and a t-shirt in winter time right yeah very nice that's winter in in california that is winter in california the morning's kind of cold like the morning can drop to 50 you know like 50 55 Mm -hmm. 
fresh. Kind of depending on where you are. Oh, beautiful. It's so nice here. Oh. And yeah, so California, West Coast. I'm about 45 minutes from the beach, so I don't like... Stop, please. (laughs) Please. (laughs) You're making everyone else feel jealous. It sounds too nice. Well, you know, I think some people think San Diego and they think like I wake up and I'm looking at the ocean and like I would dream of that, but I don't have um, just a million dollars lying around for the beachfront Mm. view, so, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, it sounds pretty great anyway. Um, Yeah, where are you? I'm in Paris. Uh, which is exactly Paris, uh, which is, um, you know, also special in its own way when they're not burning cars on the Champs Elysees, uh, because they've, they've been doing that recently. Have you seen, have you not seen the news? Yikes. Yeah. You know, I have a lot, I have a lot going on. I don't always read all the news. Well, um, if you catch up on the news of Paris, usually what you see is images of of people smashing things and burning cars because oh there are a lot of unhappy protesters. It's one of the it's one of the national sports in France. Mm, is to, you know what's a f- yes? Sorry, go, I was going to say fun fact right now. When I Google Paris, the very first article I see is Parisians brave chilly temper temperatures to attend play in the nude. Well, there you go. If they're not smashing up cars in the street, then they, their nudity is the second thing that they'll yeah, be doing. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's never a dull moment over here in Paris. We don't get the nice climate that you have in, in San Diego, but uh, we we have ways of uh, entertaining ourselves, you might say. Yeah, I'm going to say you have, you know, you might do a little better in like the culture area of things. Naked, th- naked theatre, yeah. Naked theater. You guys are ahead of the game in that, I must say. I've never attended naked theater. I've never even seen tickets for that, but I might do a little Googling later. Yes, a few image searches, perhaps. Watch out. Make sure family. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Just to be clear, I mean, Googling tickets. I'm not going to be Googling the nude. Oh, of course. Sorry. Now then, so the the idea is that uh, in this uh, episode, we're going to kind of test each other on on our knowledge of the slang from each each other's version of English, right? Uh, yes. So I'm gonna I've got five items of British English slang. You've got five items of American English slang, and we're going to see if we know each other's slang words. Um, ha- so I'm going to go first. Um, yeah. I've got my words lined up here. Uh, first of all, uh, are you ready? Are you? Do you reckon you're ready? I am ready. I also well. I'll wait till it's my turn. You go ahead. Okay. Uh, and and how do you feel? Do you do you feel confident? Do you feel like you know British slang? Um, has Dan, your your co uh, podcaster on on English across the pond, who is a fellow Brit, has he taught you much British he, slang? You know, he does teach me things from time to time. But I will also say I'm a little nervous because mm. he says things sometimes that I think. What? <laughs> what on earth are you even talking about? So British English definitely has a lot more expressions that my little American ears are not familiar with. I think it's interesting. We'll we'll maybe talk about that in a bit and just the kind of yeah. ex- exposure that Brits and Americans have to each other's version yeah, of the language yeah. and, and stuff like that. Okay, so let's let's get started. What I'm going to do, right, is I'll do it like this. So um and and the listeners can kind of follow this too, right? Hopefully, the the listeners will be kind of playing the slang game as well with us yes. as we go. So I'll, I'll I love sl- that slang game. Sorry, I love that slang games. The slang game. Slang game. Slang games. Yes. Get that URL. Get that domain name. I'm already purchased. <laughs> that was quick. 
I know. Wow, you know your domain name purchasing abilities. That's very impressive. Um, yeah, yeah. So here's how it's going to go. Here's how it's going to go down, as you might say in in America. Yeah, you that, exactly. You? God, you're good. Let, let me take that one off the list. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so I'm going to say just the word or phrase on its own, and you can tell me if you know it. Perhaps even give me a definition and an example oh. if, you, if you know it, right? So and if, if I don't yeah, know, if, I'm going to go ahead and like just try something. You know, I'll pull it out of my boop to try to make it happen. Sure. Okay. okay. You can just guess if you if you don't know. Yeah. But then if you're not sure, I will put it in a sentence for you, and, and that might help. You can okay, probably cool. work it out. And if you're still not sure, I'll give you more context and you can probably work it out from, from that. All right. Okay, cool. This is taking me back to the third grade spelling bee. So I'm <laughs> yeah, ready. sorry. Um, don't, no need, I don't mean to patronize you at all here, but you'll be doing the same thing to me. So, so it all yeah, yeah. So fine. Uh, and then, then we'll just make sure that everyone knows what it means. And I might ask you a question or two just for a bit of a chat using the phrase oh, and then we'll move on. Can't wait. This is going to be so fun. Okay. So the first, first bit of slang here is the word buff. 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 B U double F. No Googling allowed. I know, I know, I know. That would be cheating. I'm not a cheater. You're not a cheater. Um, well, I think buff is, is it- exactly what we were talking about earlier. Well, okay, yeah. I have two guesses. My first guess. I'm actually going to change. Do you want to? Do you want to know? Change. Do you want to know if it's an adjective or a noun or a verb or something? I can do that. I'll tell you. It's an adjective. Yeah, I think it is used to describe someone with very large muscles. Exactly. Wow. That's exactly it. So Yes. Yeah, yes, it's it's it means sort of muscular or toned. For example, you're looking buff. Have you been working you're, out? You're looking so buff. Yeah. Wow. Are wow. you going to the gym? Have you been going to the gym? Have you been working out? Yeah. yeah it must be all the yogaing. Exactly. All that falling out of bed into the downward facing dog. <laughs> it's really paying off in terms of my muscle tone. Yeah. So do you want to know what my other guess was? Yes, go on. It was going to be naked. Ah, well, we do actually say in the buff. In the buff, yeah. Do you say that too? We do. I almost put it on the list today, but I'm like, that's too easy. Yeah. In the buff, meaning meaning naked. Already quite a lot of nudity in this episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> People might get the wrong idea either about me or you. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners are, are okay with that. Maybe they're listening, you know, in the in, in the, the news buff. in the buff right now. Maybe they're all in the buff. I don't know. I've never I've never actually asked my audience the, um, about that. But anyway, maybe yeah. they, maybe they maybe you know they can keep that to yeah, themselves. Yeah. It's up to them. But anyway, buff. Yeah, buff. So, do you actually say buff in in the states? Uh, we do. Wow, God, your arms are buff. Right. So you do You're say that. Up. We do say that. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. There's there's so, one point. So move that to your British and American English column. Okay. Wow. You're looking really buff. Have you been working out? Okay. So Good. I was going to ask you. Well, I, I mean, we've already talked about bit doing yoga or yogaring. Um, do you? <laughs> I mean, uh, I think we usually use the the word for for men. I think. I think we normally yeah, use this. Yeah, definitely. I would say typically used for men. I think because not trying to like gender type here, but men typically are more muscular by nature than women, unless a woman is working out like to get muscular. A lot of the times in American English, anyways, we use toned. Right. Yeah. Or toned. lean. Like, wow, your arms look so toned. You look so lean. Toned or lean. Okay. Um, all right then. I was going to ask you: um, Do you do you work out? Do you go to the gym? 
I started going to the gym recently again, but I typically use the cardio machines mm. and uh, I take classes at the at the gym. So I'm not really the one like lifting weights and pumping iron, as right. they say. Right, right. I am doing like the machines and stuff. Cardio, it's a lot healthier than, than uh, muscle training, I think. Well, I have to say that in last month, I had to run to catch a flight and between my um, terminals and I was out of breath. My heart literally hurt. Whoa. And I thought, uh, this is not okay. Mm. Even though I do a lot of yoga, I, I stay, I'm pretty active. Mm. I realized the cardio wasn't happening enough. Right. Okay. All right, then. Next one. Are you ready for this? Number two. Yeah. Is the yeah. is the the expression a a butcher's a butcher's okay and that's so two words a uh, all right and then butcher's like butcher apostrophe s a butcher's oh wow it's, so it's a noun obviously you got me I can give you more um, I could give you more context so you might yeah, say you, you might say let me have a butcher's at that or give me a butcher's at that thing <gasps> for example gives it gives a butcher's at that new phone of yours. Oh, this is so new. I love this. I have no idea. I would guess, like, let me have a look. Exactly right. Oh, yes. <laughs> Maybe the context helps you a little bit there. but uh, the con- I-, I mean, yeah. 100% the context helped. Without it, I would be lost. Okay, well, there it is a butcher's. Now, normally a butcher, I mean, do you, uh, I suppose you have, you have butchers in, in the States, right? I mean, it's used the same word. Yeah, a butcher, but I'm vegan, so... Oh, oh dear, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm pushing you into potentially uh, d- uh, difficult territory there. Well, anyway, if, sorry for bringing up the subject, but obviously a butcher is a, it's a shop where they sell meat, ladies and gentlemen, listeners. Yes, it is. Uh, so that's so a butcher. I was going to say, I didn't even know. My mind was like, oh my gosh, is it... I, did, I mean, woo! <laughs> Uh, yeah, Gave you me just a little scare you, there, huh? Well, sorry. Okay, well, a butcher's. Okay. It's actually Cockney rhyming slang. Ooh. Do you know about Cockney rhyming slang? Um, not enough to explain or even tell you what I know, but I've heard of it. It's pretty amazing. Um, it's pretty amazing, actually. So, uh, Cockneys who are f- basically from the East End of London, um, they developed their own set of slang words, which made their way into. British English slang in general, especially if you're from the South. And um, so uh, it's based on things that rhyme. So a butcher's is actually a butcher's hook. Okay. Okay. A butcher's hook. Um, a hook, obviously, like a metal thing. You, if you, Sorry for vegans, all <laughs> vegans. I'm sorry. You'd use a hook if you go fishing or if you've got so, – you, I don't know. You'd use a hook, you'd use a hook to hang a picture on a wall. You'd have a hook exactly. as well. Exactly, right? yes. A picture that's made out of like just wood and, uh, yeah. you know, leaves. I don't know, stuff that's not animals. Whatever. Yes, of course. Yeah. So anyway, so a butcher's hook – and it, it rhymes with a look. So a butcher's hook is a look. Gives a bu- bu- but Cockneys don't say the whole thing. They just say the first part. So it's gives a butcher's and it means give us a butcher's hook, which means give, uh, give me a look. So I'm so curious though because so it, the, it comes from rhyming. And so the main idea here is to have a look. So look. Yeah. Trying to find a rhyming word. Obviously the rhyming word is hook. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't it be like... Gives a hook. 
the reading book. So well, like, oh, give me the book. Well, because Cockneys are more interested in butchers, and you know that's the sort of things, the sort of thing that would be in a Cockney's daily life. Like, yeah, just go oh. down to butchers, you know, you know that sort of thing. Uh, it's all based oh, around market trading, you know. That sort of mm-hmm. imagine a, a market in the street where people are selling uh, vegetables and meat and all this stuff. So it's that's the language of that kind of environment. And there are others, for example, apples and pears. Do you know what apples and pears means? Pears. Oh, pears. So it's like you know, just I'll oh, just get yourself up the apples and pears. It's bedtime. Apples and I pears. Don't even, I'm trying to think of everything that rhymes with pears, and all I can think about is hairs. Stairs. Apples and pears. Oh. Stairs. Yeah, and also you got dog and bone, which is phone. Uh, frog and toad is road. It's crazy. It's it's that really... is nuts. It's like an entirely new language. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 ridiculous, and it's quite funny in a way. Um, do to... you do you know this from speaking it and hearing it and using it, or just from like con from contact? It's from. It, it's actually just a lot of these bits of rhyming slang have just come into general usage now. So a lot mm-hmm. of people know a lot of these things um, generally. So if next time you speak to Dan, you know, just say to him, you know, Giz a butchers. Tell him that. Giz a butchers. Exactly. Giz us. And it's us meaning me. I don't know. Us. I, yeah. Giz us a butchers. Giz a, giz a, giz a butchers, mate. <laughs> giz a butchers, mate. Mate. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. I'm going to start using that here. So mark my words. That is going to be showing up on English blogs across the internet. New American slang. I certainly hope so. Okay, mm-hmm. third item. Number three. number three is the word chuffed. Chuffed. Oh. You know I've this heard one, right? This one. I feel like Dan's used this one a couple of times. Isn't it kind of like upset? Oh, no, no. Not at all. Quite the opposite. Oh. oh. Happy. It means happy. I'm so chuffed about it. I'm so happy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's an adjective. It means that you're pleased or you're pleased with yourself. Uh, you're happy. So, for example, I'm absolutely chuffed to bits. Yes, chuffed to bits. Now that's ringing a bell. So you're not that's... just chuffed, but you're chuffed, so chuffed that you're actually in bits. You're, I'm chuffed, chuffed to bits. I'm chuffed to bits. Giz a butcher, mate. <laughs> Butchers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get it one day. Chuffed, <laughs> Butchers. I'm absolutely chuffed. So we'd say I'm really chuffed or I'm chuffed to bits, um, for example. <laughs> I mean, one example would be, you know, like, I'm really chuffed to bits to have won the prize or... Uh, my daughter, I've got a one-year-old daughter, and she, oh. whenever she does something uh, for herself, something new, she's she gets this really chuffed look on her face. She's so chuffed if oh. she does something yeah. right, you know. So to ask a question, would you say, like, what gets you chuffed or what makes you chuffed or what chuffs you? <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't be what chuffs you. It tends to just be... <laughs> I'm chuffed or I'm feeling chuffed, not mm. what makes you, because we're not like trying to go out in our lives, trying to make ourselves chuffed. Getting chuffed is just a consequence of something else. It's not, it's not an objective. It's just a thing. that ah, happens. It's just something that happens. That's a really good explanation. It's not an objective. It just happens. Yeah. So you just end up feeling chuffed. Oh, you know, really chuffed with this new phone, for example. When's the last time you felt really chuffed? Uh, well, just now or generally in this conversation, because, um, <laughs> I'm chuffed because I got one point there, or you didn't, in a sense, yeah. in this well, in this slang battle or whatever it is we're, we're calling it. Slang game. Slang game, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when else did I feel chuffed? 
don't know just generally when i when i wake up in the morning and roll out of bed into a into a downward facing dog yoga position <laughs> i generally feel quite chuffed about that like look yeah. check out my yoga skills and i feel a bit yeah. quite chuffed with myself that's so funny right next one yeah um this is the word gutted oh i'm so gutted mate absolutely gutted I am so gutted. I'm so bummed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I right. I am just sad. I'm like, what a shame, you know, bummer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gutted. Oh, gutted, mate. And it I... means, yeah, so yeah, you got it. You've got it. You've defined it with uh, other American slang words like bummer exactly. and bummed bummer. out bummed out that bums me out i almost put that on the list too that's very american um so it means right? very very disappointed disappointed it's the opposite yeah. of chuffed yes oh i love your opposites there good getting the opposites involved there just to yeah. keep things clear so um i've got so i've got one question for you then at this yeah. point so um how would you feel if these things happened and i've got two things for you to think about so mm-hmm. how would you feel would you feel chuffed or would you feel gutted oh good one okay, okay. so here's the first one imagine this dan your co-host wins a podcasting award all right there you go uh-huh. dan, dan yeah. wins dan wins a podcasting award how do you feel i'm chuffed yeah Go yeah. Dan, because it's probably ours, unless he's doing something behind my back. Well, how about this? How about if I extend it a little bit? Dan, so you're chuffed if Dan wins a podcasting award. Of course you are. You're happy for him. Yes. But what about if Dan wins a podcasting award and you don't? Well, I'm still chuffed for my buddy, my pal. Mm. But I guess I'd be a little bit gutted because I'd say, well, what about the American? Everyone always forgets about the Americans, huh? Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I don't think I don't think we're all like uh, forgetting about Americans. I don't think it's possible. We can't. We can't forget about you guys. Oh yeah. Um, but That's okay. A uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Absolutely. How about this one? Another potential yes. conundrum. It's not really a yes. conundrum, but anyway, the next one is this: Tom Cruise, the famous movie star, crashes his car into your house, cause, causing lots of damage. Oh, I would be so gutted for my house, but chuffed to meet Tom Cruise. Yeah, and he would be, he'd probably be quite cool with you, right? He'd be like, you know, oh, Jen, I'm really sorry I crashed into your house. And, and he'd probably like say, hey, I'm going to pay for it. And, uh, you know, let's just have sit down and have a cup of coffee. Maybe you, maybe you want to be in the next uh, Mission Impossible film, something like that. You know, yeah, I, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, Tom, I'd be chuffed to be in that. But, <laughs> you know, I just, I got some other things on my plate right now. Yeah, you'd you'd turn him down. You'd turn him down. I'd turn him down. I'm I'm not a woman for the camera. He'd be gutted, I'm sure. Yeah, he'd be gutted because I think I'd be a really good uh, like supporting actress. You'd be uh, one of the kind of one of those women who's got kung fu abilities in in Mission Impossible films because there's always yes. there's always at least one um, high kicking uh, yeah. butt kicking lady in that in that film franchise. Uh, Right, next, is this is the fifth and final one from the British English list. And this is the word knackered. Knackered, and it's spelled K-N-A-C-K-E-R-E-D. Uh, so you've got a silent K, knackered, and it's an adjective. I know that one. Yeah. You are probably knackered because you have a one-year-old. Yeah, I'm quite knackered all the time. Uh, I 
am knackered because my son woke up three times last night. I'm so tired. Yes, exactly. You've got it. It means very tired or exhausted. Absolutely knackered. Yeah. Yes. So I was going to say, how are you feeling today? Are you feeling knackered or are you feeling full of energy? I am feeling full of energy. That's good. Because I, my son is sleeping through the night these days. Okay. How old is he now, if, if, uh, if you don't mind my asking? Yeah, you could totally ask. He is two and four months. Okay. All right. So now he's sleeping through the night. And can I ask when that started? I'm just, I'm, I'm asking just so I can, just so I know when it, when the sleeping is going to go back to normal. Ah, uh, about one. Okay. All right. Good. So we're just entering the kind of, the, the, the kind of more stable period then now, I, I hope. Although actually I say that, but uh, our daughter does sleep okay. So she she wakes up at, in the night and stuff and all that. So I'm slightly knackered, but not as knackered as I could be if, yeah. uh, if she didn't sleep as in, well as she does. In the beginning, a lot more knackered, I'm sure. Okay, yes. Yeah, definitely. don't worry. Sleep is on the horizon. It's so close. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Okay, well... I think you did pretty well there. I think you got uh, you got buff correct. You didn't get a butcher's, giza butcher's at that. Chuffed, I think you actually got it wrong first time, but then you corrected yourself. Um, so I'm going to give you half a point for that one. So that's one and a half. And then you got gutted and knackered right. So that's three and a half out of five. Ooh, nice. You got there, which is uh, 70%. And that's, that's, that's a good pass, I think, right? Yay! yeah i won (laughs) so now it's my turn okay i'm ready i'm I'm pumped up you're pumped all right so u.s slang and i actually tried to get california specific slang and idiom oh so it's all going to be about surfing and uh it's going to be gnarly (laughs) exactly whoa gnarly dude Oh, like your American so slang, cool. dude. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. A grip of something. What, uh, sorry? <laughs> and I'm saying it naturally, too. So I'm not, you know, it's like a grip, a grip of something. A grip, a grip of, some- of something. Uh, a, sorry. Break it down again for me. A grip of something a grip of a uh, grip of something okay is it like to get a grip of something to have a grip of something no ah it is just a grip a grip of something okay i i was confident at the beginning of this i was thinking i've seen i've i've watched films i know all american words but i don't know this i mean obviously i know the words on their own but okay can you put it in a context for me um, you must have a grip of toys around your house. Ah, right. Now I know. In London, it'd be like, you must have bare toys in your house, blood. Which oh. would be, yeah, that's London. That's modern London slang. Bear, meaning? bear, meaning a lot of. Oh, yeah. Bear. That's a new one for me, too. Yeah, bear, B-A-R-E. And it's, it's really just London. It's like a, a really specific London thing. Co- uh, where's Cockney? Cockney come from around East, London, right? East London. Okay, yeah. And Cockney's a bit sort of old-fashioned in a sense, mm-hmm. um, and it's sort of working-class people in a certain part of East London. 
but the cockney was such a kind of well-known dialect of english and the slang was so sort of um unique uh that it kind of became very well known but the, but these days certainly young people in let's say south london part, places like brixton are influenced by other things like they're influenced by a lot of jamaican slang because oh. we've got lots of jamaican communities in in london and mm-hmm. and other things like that so it's kind of really interesting like the sort of the slang that's quite common there these days so if you're walking through london you might overhear young people saying things like like that you know i i know bear man's in it which means i know lots of people don't i bear Bear man's bear man's meaning a a lot of people like you know like like a grip of something a gripper yeah but a grip of something i didn't know that one i i don't i didn't get a point there no, that's you, okay though. Can so, you just can you can you just give me maybe another example of that? I mean, who yeah, who might who so, might say that? Oh, anyone? A lot of a lot of people. Yeah, I have a, I just have a grip of work to do later. I don't think that I'm going to be able to come out today. I have a grip of things I need to do. Wow, I really like that. A grip of things to do. A yeah, grip of things meaning lots of things to do, but it, a lots of things I, to do. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you have a grip of work that you need to get done today? Absolutely. I mean, it's late for me, but um, I've still got a grip of work to do. Yeah, good. I mean, it feels good, though, when we get like a grip of things done, you know? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. feels good when we get a lot of things done. Nice. That that has to be said, a gripper as well. A gripper. And it's got to be said quickly. You can't say, um, well, uh, Jen, I'm afraid I'm very busy this afternoon. I have a grip of things to do. Uh, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work like that, does That's, it? You're so British. <laughs> I shall bid you that good day. So I, I shall bid you good day, my good lady, for I have a grip yeah. of things to attend to. Um, exactly. Well, in in American pronunciation, we really reduce the word of to sound more like uh, a grip of stuff to do. Right. Grippa. A grip of stuff to do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, one down, four to go. Let's see if I can one down, get the others. Four to go. The next one is to rock something. Okay. To rock something. Like to rock. So a verb. It's an infinitive. It's a verb. To rock well, something. Like you really rock. rocked that thing. Yes. You really rocked that presentation yesterday. You could say that. But, I mean, that would be some kind of um, annoying boss who's trying to be cool. It's like, Jen, uh, Jen, I just wanted to say, I think you absolutely rocked that presentation yesterday afternoon. And I think, you know, the, the sales team uh, wanted to just big up that presentation that you did yesterday. We all thought that you absolutely rocked it. You smashed it. Um, that, sort of, that's, that would be a, a, an annoying English uh uh, boss who's trying to speak in cool slang at work in an, an annoying <laughs> way um so <laughs> um, to rock something i think is to do something really well or to do it with a certain style kind of to just to do it really really well in a cool way yeah so yeah. that is good and you did say to do it with style so i yeah. should have made it a little different so if i change it to say to rock clothing to rock a a type of clothing okay that means to wear kind of cool clothes with style like i'm rocking i'm rocking some i don't know what it would be like i'm rocking this fresh cardigan 
uh, right now. <laughs> God, you, you know, are rocking that cardigan. That's like very Mr. Rogers, and you are just rocking it. I'm, I'm, I'm really rocking some dope corduroy trousers this afternoon. Yeah, so you kind of throwed through, throwed. You kind of <laughs> threw in some British with trousers there. Oh, yeah, so, pants. You know, pants. Yeah, you're rocking those corduroy pants. Yeah, of course you wouldn't say trousers. Damn. We don't say trousers. Um, do you know anyone who really rocks a cowboy hat? Ooh, do I know anyone who rocks a cow? I don't know anyone who rocks a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. I, don't. I know quite a few people who rock a cowboy hat. My brother is one of them. Wow, that's yeah. because you know you not just anyone can rock a cowboy hat, right? Oh no, you, you got to have that cowboy style. You got to have a certain swagger mm-hmm. about you. Do you have yeah. to? Do you have to actually live in a certain part of the country? Well, it'd be preferred, you if know. You, I well, no, no, no. I shouldn't say preferred. It would be, you know. I don't see too many people rocking a cowboy hat in San Francisco, right? In those, or in downtown LA, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, you know. Yeah, I'm thinking of that uh, song, "Rhinestone Cowboy." What I don't know what that Glenn, song. Glenn is. Campbell. It's like a, a like a rhinestone cowboy. You got your feet in LA, but your your mind's in Tennessee. Oh, yes, that is exactly it. So if someone is wearing, if someone is rocking, I should say, a cowboy hat in L.A., their heart is probably in Tennessee. Right. And uh, I could imagine some sort of film, like a fish out of water movie about a cowboy from Tennessee who goes to Los Angeles and he's like all kind of like, well, good day to you, ma'am. And like all the, you know, he's kind of like totally. Howdy, he'd say. Howdy, 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 ma'am. And all the people are, you know. Kind of yeah. confused by it, exactly. Like a kind of Beverly Hills Cop kind of thing, but with a with a cowboy. But with a cowboy, Beverly uh, Hills, ca- Beverly Hills cowboy. Exactly, that probably exists, but well, you know, if not, you heard it here first. Well, there there was the Beverly Hillbillies, right? Beverly Hill Hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> hillbillies and the Beverly Hillbillies, they really rock those like dirty clothes. Right, okay, because they're right. hillbillies. Yeah, they're yeah. hillbillies. Okay, I got that one. One point. Nas. Nas. <laughs> one point for you. Nas. Was that nice? That sa- was like a, that was a mix between nice and all right. Nas. Nas. Are you ready for the next one? Yep. Number three. Okay. To post up somewhere. To post up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm thinking either it means you arrive somewhere or it means you kind of just go somewhere and you just kind of stay there and hang out for a while, like just post up on the street corner or something. Okay, so you, do you, when you post up, are you arriving or are you hanging out? You arrive, yeah. Oh, you should Damn. always go with your gut, Luke. Damn it. Trust your intuition. Shit. <laughs> so I was wrong. So what does it mean then? It means to kind of wait around somewhere to kind of hang out. Yeah, of course. So, you know, you have to run into that store. I don't really want to go. I'm just going to post up here and wait for you. Right. Damn, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get a point. I know, you know. That's, I'm only going to get a maximum three points out of this now. 
Those Californians, they just really like to keep you on the edge of your seat with that new slang, you know? Yeah, they do. Just on the cutting mm. edge of slang. We're really cool, you know. Yeah. Not to brag or anything. Well, yeah, I guess so. Damn it. So, we, all right. Uh, Next. Yeah, I really – oh, mm. another, like, context. So I love to go to, like, the beach and just kind of post up all day long, enjoying the sun. Yes, I see. You know, reading a book. See, we can't really do that here because there's just – you know, it might start raining, so there's no so chance. You wouldn't, of, no, you just never, just never stay in one place outside for too long. Like just, oh well, you know, I've got to be getting back. You know, that's that's the our version of it. Well, sorry, can't hang around. I've got to, you know, oh, it's freezing, isn't it? Oh, let's uh, see you later. <laughs> Can't post up here. Got to go home. I, yeah. I, if I were in Paris, I would post up right in that grassy area by the Eiffel Tower. Mm. Too cliche. Little bit. No, right. you should, I mean, you've visited, you've been, have you? There'd probably be like a grip of people there. Oh, absolutely. And, and, yeah. and lots of people trying to sell you stuff. Lots of people hassling you and trying to yeah. sell you things. And, and I have to tell you, I'm going to smash some preconceptions here about Paris. A lot of, uh, a lot of rodent life as well in that area. Mm. I mean, literally rats. <laughs> it's inundated with rats. <laughs> I'm sorry, and everyone. Pop- probably a lot of people rocking selfie sticks too right oh my god yes yeah it's selfie sticks um like borderline central yeah selfie stick central borderline uh slightly criminal dudes selling you uh knocked off uh, souvenir merchandise and with rats and rats as well They, they i mean you know they basically made a hollywood uh pixar animation about it right ratatouille that that film is actually very close to, to being reality. Uh, it's, it's very much a, 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 an accurate depiction of French life when you think about oh, it. Lots of restaurants you, and food and rats. You are just crushing some Parisian dreams. Yeah, but this is the real Paris that you don't, you don't necessarily see if, you're, if you don't live here. I mean, I love the place. I love, I love yeah, the yeah. rats. I, I, <laughs> I don't actually spend any time with them, but I don't love the rats. They're horrible, but... Uh, I mean, yes, I'm smashing the preconceptions, but there are lots of other charms and great things about this city. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic place. Okay, right. So what's what's the next one? I'm excited for the next one. I I will be I mean, shocked if you get this one. Oh, okay. To flip a bitch. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Flip to flip to flip a bitch. To flip a bitch, to, to flip a bitch. To flip a bitch, okay. Now, I don't think it's literally meaning to take uh, a bitch, either a female dog or a nasty lady, and and, and flip her in the air. I don't and think... And turn her around. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't think that's something that happens a lot, even in California, where, where your lifestyle can be unconventional. Anything uh, goes here, but yeah, not that. But not that. Um, so I would say to flip a bitch, I reckon it means to lose your temper, to get angry. You know what? That's really good, but nowhere close. Damn. Yeah. So, tell me what it means. Oh, give me give me your context then, if you can. Hey, um, um, at the next light, flip a bitch. Ah, right. So it means turn left or turn right. No. 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 Nope. Do a U-turn. To do a U-E. To flip a U-E. To <sighs> flip a bitch. I turn round to go do a one eighty U-turn and go in the other direction. Why? Why do you say to flip a bitch then? Yeah, so it's crazy. And I wanted to put this one on the list because I was in the car with, I used to live in Arizona and I was in the car with some friends 
And I said that I was like, oh, just flip a bitch up here. And they were like, what? I mean, they were shocked and I was equally shocked. Like, what do you mean? You don't know what that means. (laughs) You know, hello. It's so common. So very, very typical of Southern California, Mm. flip a bitch to make a U-turn. And you know what? I don't know really what like the meaning is, but there is like take a, take a Louie, flip a Yui, you know, because flip, you're kind of like flipping around. Right. I see. Yeah. And then I just, I don't know where the, the, a bitch came from and, you know, I, I could have done my research before. It's all right. I mean, a lot of the time, these slang things just come out, seem to come out of nowhere. And you can search for the origin of the expression and not really have a satisfactory answer. Yeah, Um, I'm willing to just accept it. But I'm wondering, is it a is it very offensive thing to say? Because obviously, the word bitch is a mild swear word. Um, Yeah. So is it rude? I would definitely say it's not something you say in front of grandma or your boss or in a professional meeting because it does have bitch. Yes. So and it's not offensive in itself, but just because it does contain bitch, which is a bad word, a curse word, it's mm. definitely something you wouldn't say in like professional settings. Yeah. So it's not like you're being specifically mean to a person in particular or anyone in particular, but just because yeah. it's got that word in it, it makes it a bit rude. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. In English, what would, I mean, I don't know, like just do a U-turn. Yeah. Just do, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. But to flip a bitch, hey, oh, you went, you're going the wrong way. Come up here. Just When you get to the light, just flip a bitch or flip a bitch up at that uh, turn. All right. Well, there you go, listeners. If, uh, if you ever visit uh, Southern California and you get, you, know, you get lost and someone gives you directions, then you'll know what they mean when they tell you when to you flip a bitch. To flip a bitch. Yeah. Or you can impress your Uber driver when you're visiting L.A. or San Diego. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. They'll be like, what? I must remember that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got one more, do, do we not? We have one more. Okay. And there's kind of a, a me like an original meaning. It kind of has two. So I'm going to go for the um, newer-ish meaning, okay? Okay. So phrasal verb to trip out. Trip out. Okay. Right. So, and you're saying there's two meanings. So do I get the option of two points if I get them both right? You know what? We'll give you two points if you get them both right. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, trip out. I think maybe the original meaning would be to 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 get high on hallucinogenic drugs. To, for example, to drop acid, as people have been known to do in the California area. To, it happens from to, time to, to time. To drop acid and then to to uh, become, uh, you know, to, to experience the effects of the hallucinogenic drug that you've taken, which may involve, uh, visual and potentially aud- 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 audible, aud- auditory, Audit- yeah, visual and auditory hallucinations to, to basically yeah. to trip on a, on a, on a hallucinogenic drug. Is that right? Ding, ding, ding. Yay. One point is, are you going to be two for two? to trip out and uh i'm tripping out oh i'm just tripping out right now <laughs> uh is it is it to just kind of get really excited and to oh. to kind of have a just like you know a, oh a man like uh i just uh did the slang quiz with jen from southern california and i am tripping out right now because there were loads of words i didn't know like wow that blew my mind to be mm. excited and amazed 
So your con- your your sentence context could work if you kind of change it slightly because it does not mean excited. Ah. Okay. It's kind of like imagining how you would be. How would you be? I mean, you may be excited, but how would you be if you were tripping out on hallucinatory drugs? Right. You'd be confused. You'd be potentially yes. frightened. Uh, you'd be, yeah, it would be bad. You'd be having a bad time and it would be too intense. Yes. So confused to trip out is like to be confused. Like, oh my gosh. Luke, I was tripping out because I thought I saw you um, at the restaurant yesterday, but I was like, he's not here in Southern California. I was tripping out. I was so confused. Right. Ah, damn. I sort of knew that. I feel like I knew that one. You did not go with your gut today. No, I didn't. I don't know where my... You got to go with your gut. Always go with your gut. Yes. Everyone. Your intuition. Follow your intuition. Ladies and gentlemen, always go with your gut. That's what we've learned from this. If you've learned nothing today, you have learned to go with your gut. <laughs> yes, I think so. Okay, well, I, you won. You won the, the slang game. Whoa! Congratulations. Whoa! How do you feel? Oh, my gosh. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank my parents for introducing me to the English language. Mm-hmm. I would uh, like to thank Dan, my English Across the Pond podcast partner, for always keeping me up to date with the most hip UK slang, um, my brain for really working today. Woo! Yeah. Congratulations! You must be uh, you must be delighted. You 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 must be chuffed. In fact, I'm stoked about it. Stoked. There's another one, listeners. Okay. Stoked. Well, there you go. And just just to sort of um, finish off, I'm I'm curious. Like, um, I was going to ask you, like, so for, in the UK. We get lots of American stuff. Like we get lots of. I mean, I don't. I didn't know some of those slang words, but I feel like we get exposed to a lot of American English uh, through films and TV and stuff like that. So, what about British English then? How do Americans sort of feel about British English? What What is British English to you guys? Weird. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm I'm (laughs) absolutely kidding. (laughs) Um, We definitely do not get as big of an influence um, of like British American or British American British TV shows and movies here. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, I mean, music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean like growing up Rolling Stones, you know, so like music, it would be bigger the Beatles, but not really with, with um, TV and movie, not TV at all. Mm. No way would there be TV for, for British TV shows. I feel like you'd have to get special channels, especially younger when there wasn't all of the like HBO and streaming things that they have now. Right. Right. Like on regular cable, there was just not British TV shows. And even with um, movies, you know, like when I was thinking about British, when I was younger, I couldn't help but think of Mr. Bean. (laughs) Right. Isn't he isn't he British? He is British, but you know, he is like the ap- absolute um uh epitome of what all like uh international people think of when they think of British stuff, especially British comedy. It's usually yeah. Mr. Bean, Monty Python. Yeah. So Mr. Bean would be like younger and then it wasn't until I was kind of older, like in college that I started meeting people and then I moved abroad. And so that's when I really got um, more connected to 
especially British English because I used to have a British roommate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she used like gutted and knackered and right. bloody hell, mate, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I guess for the Americans, like British English is, is kind of almost like this boutique language or something. It's like a niche thing, you know? It's just like this thing that's, that, that some Americans might be into, but they would have to seek it out, you know, by, mm. by, by getting, you know, that subscription to that, uh, you know, British TV channel on cable or by, you know, getting interested in British comedy or British films and things. So it's something you'd yeah. kind of like a geeky thing that some people get into. Some people might nerd out. Right. They wouldn't nerd out on, on British comedy TV um, shows and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely say it's easier now, though. It's so much easier now with all of the streaming and especially with comedy. You know, there's so much British comedy. Mm. Comedians, yeah. I should say. Oh, yes, absolutely. A lot of them go to the States as well uh, and kind of try and make it over there. Like someone like Romesh Ranganathan is, um, has been spending a lot of time in L.A. recently. And you know, if, uh, you, maybe you don't know him, but he's kind of a big deal over here. Over, I say over here. I mean, over there in in the UK. I'm the obviously UK. I'm what, in Paris, but what is his name? Romesh Ranganathan. So he's of he, yeah, he's of Sri Lankan origin, and um, he's very funny. He's a very funny man. He's been on you know most of the talk shows and stuff over there, and uh, he's been making a TV show about sort of attempting to make it as a comedian in America, which is quite funny because uh, a lot of the Americans he comes up against like don't really get his comedy and they make lots of assumptions about him and it's just quite funny i'll have to check it out my husband is loves 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 comedy and like stand-up comedy so okay. i'll have to ask if he's heard of him and maybe we'll watch a special if he has it or something yeah i think he's got a special on netflix romesh ranganathan yeah he's very uh, funny date night thank you there you go you're welcome yeah um okay well look, that's that was very fun um i'm just i'm absolutely gutted that i didn't win the 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 game but you know but i learned a lot of slang and i hope my listeners yes. did too um, yes i hope that they all love it just tell my audience how they can find you your podcast the the the, the teaching stuff that you do online so that they can find you yeah, so we kind of mentioned him, Dan, my co-host Dan. He's from the UK, and we have our podcast, English Across the Pond. So Dan and I created English Across the Pond because I am from the States. He's from the UK, American Yiddish for Yiddish, English for me, British English for him. And there's the expression across the pond when you talk about like going across a body of water, the ocean. So we have the pond, the ocean between us. So our podcast really allows our listeners to learn about British and American uh, culture, mm-hmm. language, differences, and naturally through conversations because we have about 20 to like 23-minute conversations about various themes and topics. We do little to no planning before, so it's super natural and we just kind of ask each other questions and we like to compare it as if we were just sitting in the cafe chatting like chatting about personality or chatting about summertime chatting about clothing you know Mm. whatever the topic may be and then at the end of every episode we have a language focus which goes into a little bit more detail about a grammar point that we may have touched on or talked about in the episode or use naturally 
So our listeners are able to, you know, listen to a natural conversation, learn a lot of vocabulary, idioms and slang, and then get a little grammar language focus. Sounds great. And and so where can people find uh, the podcast? Yes. So englishacrossthepond.com. Mm-hmm. And you can go to our website and you can have a little browse around there. We have, you know, our episodes and we, I don't think we have as many episodes as you. How many episodes have you done? Um, I'm on about 570 something now. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're a little behind a hundred and something. I think 135 was this week, okay. but we, uh, we release a new one every single Friday. So every Friday there's a new episode available for our listeners and, we have um, membership as well, so you guys, you know, listeners can get the transcript, listeners can get the vocabulary and study plans and exercises we create for each episode, so it just allows them to dive deeper into each episode and learn more and practice speaking and writing and listening and vocabulary and all kinds of skills. Okay, great. Yeah. Great, okay. Englishacrossthepond.com. Yeah, Englishacrossthepond.com. All right, then. Well... I think it's uh, time for us to draw this to a close. Um, Skedaddle. Have a great afternoon. Thanks so much for having me on. And you have a fabulous evening. I hope you're not knackered tomorrow and you get some sleep. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Uh, I think I'll be all right. I'm going to have a nice... uh, I'm going to go downstairs and be so English. I'm going to go and make myself a cup of tea. And I'm going to go and have a sit down and have a nice cup of tea. It'll be lovely. Nice. Are you going to post up in like the living room? Or? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just going to post up in the living room. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous when I say it in my English accent. Uh, but that, yeah, I'm just going to post up in the in the living room and just uh, have a cup of tea. Uh, I'm sorry, it just it doesn't work in, in my <laughs> English voice, like this kind of Californian slang. But I like it all the same. I hope that you can try to utilize, try to utilize it this week. And I'm going to use... Get what? Uh, butchers, mate. Gives a butchers, mate. Yeah. Okay, it's a Love deal. It. It's impossible to say not trying uh, to say it, not trying to do the British accent. But yeah. Well, thanks so much. Part of the fun. You're welcome. Uh, and to uh, you speak to you soon. Okay. Have a nice day. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. So there you have it, folks. That was Jen from English Across the Pond the podcast and uh, now if you liked what you heard there and you'd like to hear more you could check out English Across the Pond they have weekly podcast episodes but also you could consider signing up for their gold membership package which includes loads of cool stuff to help you learn English with Dan and Jen and Jen and Dan Jen first Dan first I think it's Jen first and ladies first right yeah so lots of cool stuff in their gold membership package to help you learn English with Jen and Dan. So I'm just telling you about this because you might be interested in what they have to offer. So here is some info that might be of interest to you, plus a couple of freebies. Freebies, that means like free things. So you heard Jen mention this near the end of the conversation there. Basically, if you sign up with their membership package, every week they send you a learning plan which contains loads of exercises, activities, tests, vocabulary lists, grammar explanations, and also a speaking task and a writing task each week with real feedback from Dan and Jen. So each week their members get a study plan with all those things. And uh, Jen and Dan have set up uh, a little freebie 
for any Lepsters that choose to become members, right? Um, and that's two free study plans if you sign up within the first week of this episode being published. All right. So if you're interested, just click the link on the page for this episode or go to teacherluke.co.uk slash EATP. That's English across the pond, EATP or EATP, if you like. teacherluke.co.uk slash EATP or EATP to you know sign up for their membership package and get those two free study plans. Um, all right. So I hope you're doing fine out there in podcast land. Don't forget to check the page for this episode on the website for all the slang that you heard there. And remember that Luke's English podcast, well, the free ones anyway, will be a bit quiet in February, but LEP Premium is quite busy this month, so you could consider signing up for that. You'll see that it's very reasonably priced because I'm a very reasonable man. So there you go, all right? Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Do get in touch to let us know, as ever, what you think of uh, what's going on in, the, in Lepland. But in any case, for now, it's just time for me to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.